It's the HBCU Report with Rob Calloway. Lost on the dance floors, I attack y'all. Snuck through the back door, guess who they saw? Goldie and ghost, black African rope. Star studded lowlanders, plus the mural was dope. Airbrush WB, stop. Shake your body, body. And cop a couple of these. She's a hottie, hottie. Put a rough rider on my dick, bust right through him. Come out your shirt, insert the party rhyme. Fry Dr. Berserk, Bacardi Lime. We're passing it, takes to shake your cabin climber. For the floor gets moist, case to follow mine. Swallow nine, model dimes from Bahamas. Slim doodle makers stuffed inside pajamas. Just take all your rhymes with a Colgate smile. Hey, baby. Tell a girl. Tell a girl. Tell a girl. The SWAC, the MEAC, SIAC, and the CIAA. The HBCU experience lives here. It's the HBCU Report with Bob Calloway. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome into another edition of the HBCU Report. For Thursday, June 11th, 2020, I am your host, Rob Calloway. Thank you for tuning in, however you may be listening. Uh, don't forget to follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at HBCU Report. Uh, our official content partner, sportsnewsandbrews.com. When we're not here, we're there. There is sportsnewsandbrews.com, your official source for sports, black news, political news, and the latest on your favorite craft beers. And for those of you just tuning in for the very first time or you've been away for a minute, if you missed any episodes, you need to go back and get caught up. You can do that on demand 24-7 via Spreaker, iHeartRadio, the TuneIn Radio app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And as I also say, any other platform, because it's a lot of platforms, or any other platform where great podcasts are served. All right? You can check us out. All right? Make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend that the HBCU Report is here three days a week, Tuesday and Thursday and Saturday morning. Okay? Um, So much has been going on in the world the last uh, 48 hours uh, since we last joined you. I don't know how we uh, skipped over this Tuesday night, uh, but rest in peace to one of the greatest to ever do it. Uh, Florida A&M legend Ken Riley uh, lost his life uh, Sunday morning at the age of 72. Now, here's the thing is that there were all type of online petitions, you know, trying to get Ken Riley into uh, the Pro Football Hall of Fame. It, it didn't happen. Uh, I'm sure that he will get in, but it's a difference between being acknowledged while you're living versus in death. I mean, 
the honor is still the same, but you know, it's much more appreciated, I believe, by the family and definitely the athlete, you know, to receive those honors while they're living. I mean, just like the Kobe Bryant thing, right? You know, luckily they actually rescheduled the uh the Hall of Fame ceremony for next year. But yeah, we were gonna have to have a whole induction ceremony with no Kobe. So um, you know, hopefully um the Pro Football Hall of Fame will um go ahead and enshrine Ken. Because here's the thing. If you look at the record books, his records still stand. His sixty five interceptions, his sixty five career interceptions are still the right there at the top. Where is it? Fifth on the list. And he's been retired how long? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Still fifth best all time now. 65 interceptions these days. That, that's Hall of Fame credentials. Hmm. Yeah. Well, hopefully, um, like I said, hopefully the Pro Football Hall of Fame will do the right thing and honor uh, Ken Riley. A um man is man he is a FAMU legend just a, a straight up legend and so uh, he'll definitely uh, be missed and we're gonna do our, our part as the HBCU community to make sure that he gets enshrined into that Pro Football Hall of Fame how about that um also uh in HBCU news uh, Hampton University is discontinuing men and women's golf due to COVID nineteen you know we knew that there would be some athletic cuts uh because of COVID. I mean, you got to think like this school shut down in what February, March on the late end. And a lot of folks were refunded, you know, money schools had to give back money. And so there's some money that schools would have that isn't there. Not to mention um, the NCAA tournament not happening and how that is also created budget constraints for schools that are depending on that money to finance those athletic programs. And so, um, yeah, I, I hate that for Hampton. I really do hate that for him. Uh, a couple other things going on in the world that we have to talk about. Uh, and sp- speaking of talk about Tuesday night, I told you guys that we would be joined tonight uh, by Grady Brewer, the head basketball coach of the Morehouse Maroon Tigers. And so uh, he is set to join the show uh, coming up in about nine minutes or so. So you got to make sure that uh, you stick around for not even nine minutes. Hell, what am I talking about? More like five or six minutes. Uh, so you got to make sure that you stick around for that. Uh, NASCAR. This was big news right here that NASCAR has actually banned the Confederate flag from any of their events. The Confederate flag, which was a mainstay of NASCAR. Now, here's what I said yesterday on Twitter is that, yeah, you got rid of the flag, but trust me, the real ones, they have the, the, the Confederate flag tatted on their arm, tatted on their chest, tatted on their back. And if they're anything like me, if somebody told me, Rob, you can't wear your Marvel comic T-shirts any, anymore. No more Marvel. We're banning Marvel. Guess what I do? I wear the underwear. Just, just I mean, just out of, just, just being crazy, I wear the underwear. So there are somebody that will wear their Confederate underwear. They, I mean, look, the Confederate flag will find its way in there. It's, I just refuse to believe it. Now, here's the other part, is that for all my black folks out there, like, be, let's be real, black folk. Let's be real. How many of us even give a damn about NASCAR? Let's be honest. It might be a small percentage. Therefore, that Confederate flag at a NASCAR event, it don't have any bearing on me because I'm not there. 
I don't even watch NASCAR. The there's nothing there's nothing more boring in the world to me than watching a bunch of cars go around the track. That's almost like watching paint dry at a very high speed. Now the accidents the accidents are awesome, but yeah, what does that say about your sport if the accidents are the most exciting part? Yeah. <laughs> HBCU report. Rob Callaway hanging out with you guys. So disappointed now. You know, we live in the cancer, the, the, I was about to say the cancer. No, we live in the cancel culture, cancel culture. And so I hope what I say right here, right now is not going to lead to cancel Rob Calloway or hashtag cancel HBCU report. Um, there's this show that I watch. I'm an avid TV watcher and I talk about it quite often on this show. And A&E is one of my favorite, favorite channels because they have what the first 48 and I love the first 48. Let me just give y'all a little sample of, of my, uh, um, First 48 real quick. Nashville police were called to the projects, but when they got there, Bebe was dead. <laughs> Look, so I, I love First 48. And so then Annie had the great idea to come up with this show called Live PD, which was kind of like cops, right? But it was it was actually live. I mean, and I liked it. I think they did it really well. And you know AE. If AE finds something good, boy, they go spin it off. And so I think Live PD ended up with maybe uh three or four spin-off shows in in this short existence. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, because of everything that's going on, all the protests amid the uh, George Floyd death, police brutality, all of that stuff, AE has canceled Live PD. Just the day after cops was canceled. So cops got canceled yesterday. Live PD got canceled today. Bad boys, bad boys. What you go do, man. There goes my childhood. Seriously. Cops was a mainstay on Saturday nights. I haven't watched cops in a minute, but live PD. Oh yeah, man. That actually, yeah, that gave me everything I needed. <laughs> everything I needed, man. And also really quick Netflix. Uh, is doing something really special for Black Lives Matter. Uh, actually, Black Storytellers Matter. Um, so when you click on Netflix, not sure if you've been on Netflix today, but when you go on Netflix, uh, they have created a collection of 45 shows and movies about racial injustice. And so, as I said, as soon as you click on, you'll see it. So shouts out to Netflix uh, stepping up because Black Lives definitely matter. All right, so as promise, we have... Grady Brewer, the head basketball coach of the Morehouse Maroon Tigers, uh, said to join us in the next segment. But before we do that, we got to take a look back at the year 2000. It was January 13th of 2000 that Microsoft chairman Bill Gates stepped aside as CEO and promoted company president Steve Ballmer to the position. You might know Steve Ballmer. He's now the owner of the L.A. Clippers. In music, the Marshall Mathers LP, the third studio album by Eminem, was released May 23rd of 2000 by Aftermath and Interscope Records. And Country Grammar, the debut studio album by Nelly, was released June 27th of 2000 by Universal Records. At the box office, June 2nd, Big Mama's House, starring Martin Lawrence's FBI agent Malcolm Turner hit theaters. And July 28th, The Nutty Professor 2, The Clumps, starring Eddie Murphy and Janet Jackson, was released. And in sports, it was August 12th that Evander, the real deal Holyfield, my guy, defeated John Ruiz by decision in 12 rounds to regain the WBA World Heavyweight title, becoming the first boxer in the history of the sport to win the heavyweight title for a fourth time. 
So shouts out to the real deal. And that is a look back at the year 2000. Coming up on the other side, we will be joined by Grady Brewer, head basketball coach of the Morehouse Maroon Tigers. And we will continue our celebration of the year 2000 right here on the HBCU Report. All right, everybody in the car. Let's go. What are we going to do first when we get there, Mom? Go for a hike? Sure. What about canoeing? Can we go canoeing, too? I don't see why. How long does it take to get to the forest? It's not that far, sweetie. (sighs) Are we there yet? Yep, we're here. Already? It's a short drive from your neighborhood to your naturehood. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a neighborhood park or green space near you. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the U.S. Forest Service. If you missed the HBCU Report with Rob Calloway, here's what you missed. On the line right now with SWAT Commissioner Charles McClellan. Well, I'm not going to let this conference die. I'm not going to let this conference be second fiddle to anybody. And the only way that you can do that is to let people know that you're genuine and you're doing this for the right reason. I'm not doing this for money. I'm not doing this for fame. I'm not doing this for prestige. I had Texas Southern rolling. I had a nice cushy job at Texas Southern. I had to uproot my family, my wife, everybody moved to Birmingham to take this job. But it not only was a passion for me, it was a passion for her and we did this thing as a, as a group as a unit and that is the reason why you see me doing the things that I do because it's not just a job it's really something that I believe in and when you believe in something you tend to put all into it and that's what we did HBCU sports fans you finally have a voice this is the HBCU report with Rob Calloway Like loud pipe, big rim, hoes, 
to show the bride. All my vanilla just to floss my eyes. Fresh, wait, hold up. That's that bitch we fuck. Nigga, what's your bank about? Dog, I've been lost count. Pop that Chris, pop that mo, slap that bitch, punch that hole. What the fuck? Hold on. Everybody get your motherfucking roll on. Get your roll on. <laughs> Classic right there. The big timers, Manny Fresh and Baby. Get your roll on. Cash Money Records right there. Gave us a whole new lingo for the 99 and the 2000, if you will. They gave us bling bling. They gave us uh, stunting. Yeah, stunting like my daddy. Then they gave us the get your roll on. Look, Cash Money. Look, they were definitely some pioneers in the hip-hop game. Not just Southern rap, but as a whole, man. So big shouts out uh, to their entire entity of uh, Cash Money Records. This is the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway hanging out with you guys on a Thursday night. Thank you for tuning in. However you may be listening, be sure to follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HBCU Report. When we're not here, we're there. There is sportsnewsandbrews.com, your official source for sports, black news, political news, and the latest on your favorite craft beers. Now, we were talking about it Tuesday night, uh, this article in the AJC uh, featuring Morehouse College basketball coach Grady Brewer. And I was telling you guys Tuesday that we were going to have him on the show because we had to. You know, I'm reading this article uh, about um, the struggle for racial justice, and it talks about uh, him growing up here in Atlanta uh, as a student, um, it, it, you know, high school student at Douglas, and then he transitioned to Morehouse. And, you know, he just talked about everything that, that he had seen through his eyes, um, you know, during his during his lifetime. And so I was like, yeah, I got to get my boy on the on the show. Got to get my boy on the show because, you know, usually when I have these coaches on, we usually talk a whole lot of sports and then I try to throw in some other little things. Uh, but this right here, it, it was not a better time. It, it couldn't be a better time. Uh, to have uh, Coach Grady Brewer on the show. So right now we are being joined uh, by the legend, Coach Brewer. Uh, first of all, Coach, welcome back to the HBCU Report. Thanks for having me. Thanks not, for having me. Not a problem, man. So, you know, it, it's unbelievable. First of all, it's unbelievable the amount of time that you've been at Morehouse. Like, you spent the majority of your life at Morehouse College, which <laughs> which is just unbelievable to me, man. Well, I've really spent the majority uh, of my life. Uh, I was born in uh, Egan Holmes Projects, that was basically now where uh, the Walmart is oh, yeah. on MLK. Oh yeah. But I basically spent my whole life in this area, uh, serving this area. I was an assistant coach at Washington High School back in '86, '87 when we won the state championship there. Uh, with Coach Robert Bell being the head coach, uh, and been at Morehouse here as a student athlete, played at Douglas High School, and so uh, an assistant coach at Morehouse. So this area has been the area that uh, I've been in all my adult life, really. Yeah, you know, for for those that aren't from Metro Atlanta, you know that West End area that you talk about that you grew up in. Um, so much history there. Not only is the Atlanta University Center there and all of that great education, but, you know, you talk about the Abernathy's and the Kings and, and the Lowry's and, and so forth. Um, you know, you're talking about a, an area that, that is rich in tradition and, and not only rich in tradition, uh, but when you talk about black pride, you know, black pride is, a, a, you know, in that area back in the day, 
you know, black pride was at an all time high in that area. Um, but as I read the article and, um, I'm looking and and I see that you have three sons and I see that, you know, that you've been talking to them about stuff that's been going on as far as uh, the police and how to interact with them. But, uh, you know, as a coach, you know, a lot of times you guys find yourselves not just being the coach of X's and O's, but you find yourselves being like an extended parent or sometimes as that parent, if the child doesn't have a father, you end up being that immediate father figure, you know? So uh, what is it? What has the experience been like? Or um, yeah, what has the experience been like uh, in, in trying to educate not only your sons, but uh, your student athletes about the interaction with police? Well, Nobody, and I tell them this, my sons, uh, I have three sons. One has graduated from Morehouse and one is playing for me at Morehouse. And my players, I tell them that no one in America knows how it feels to be a black man except you being a black man. And no one can tell you or lead you on the trials and tribulations and the ups and downs of a black man who lives in America, but an older black man. And so you need to take heed and listen because they only going to give you instructions that's going to help you. And you just take that knowledge and move forward. And so that's what I try to do. I mean, being here at Morehouse, um, this is my ministry to, to African-American males, uh, the basketball court. And so they say you bring them into something that they like, and then you educate them on the things that they need to know. Hmm. And that's always been my motto is to get them in. They like basketball. But in the meantime, the, the basketball court is a classroom every single day for me. Uh, from talking about uh, African-American, uh, your, your venture of being stopped by policemen or going shopping downtown or dealing with uh, women, respecting our our women. Your mother is an African-American female, so you need to respect the ladies uh, around here on campus, uh, uh, respect the people who work on this campus because those are the people who backs are probably you're standing on to get in the position that you're in. So I constantly try to let them know my journey. Uh, It wasn't an easy journey. And to let them know that there's always opportunity for them to get wherever they want to get and do whatever they want to do in life if they do the right thing, keep God in their lives, and work as hard as they can at their craft. This is the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway on the line right now with Grady Brewer, head basketball coach of the Morehouse Maroon Tigers. Uh, Coach, you know, 2020 has been full of so many twists and turns, and we're just not even six full months in. Um, you know, the year started off as usual. We began to hear about the whole COVID-19 thing. And I think as educators, we were all affected in the same manner because school was shut down, you know, public schools, colleges were all shut down. And, uh, we were forced to have to deal with the new norm. And that, and that became, if you were a coach or a teacher or whatnot, became zoom and teams and all of that kind of stuff. Uh, to be able to interact with the students and make sure that they were getting uh, exactly, you know, what they needed. Uh, but then while we were dealing with this whole COVID-19 thing, we started to see some other stuff. You know, Ahmaud Arbery, the, the video was released, you know, months, months, months later after the fact. Right. So we see 
how this young man get uh, shot down like a like a dog or not even a dog because dogs get treated more humanely than that. But um, we saw him get shot down. And then, you know, just a few weeks ago, we see uh, George Floyd lose his life senselessly uh, at the hands of police brutality. You know, so as far as, you know, making sure that your kids are still doing the right thing, because we know that there were a lot of young people involved in the protest and, and whatnot. So uh, have you been, you know, keeping in constant contact even through this period right here of unrest or unsure um, uncertainty, if you will, have you been keeping in contact with them to make sure that they are still doing the right thing? Yes, we um, as coaches in the SIAC, first of all, we had a conference call with the coaches in the SIAC to, for us to talk about it so we could get the things uh, off of our chest that we've been through. It's nothing changed. Nothing is new under the sun. This has been going on a long time. I even expound upon it in the article in 1987 when I went to Chicago, Illinois, and police just pulled guns out and I asked for what at the end. and said, you look like drug dealers. I can just look like a drug dealer. So never been in trouble in my life. So the same thing is going on. Here's the power, and I, this is what I call and told my kids. Uh, first of all, we talk about this type of stuff every day in practice. Before we even practice, we talk about situations in life what is it to do and so they're they're familiar with me telling these telling them these types of things but i told them the power that they have is the power of a camera see they have the camera that's the best thing Mm -hmm. that they have at their beck and call that phone camera where they can record and you can show it because people don't believe it when this kind of stuff happens but now it can be recorded and it's been shown. They show Brother Floyd being killed by a knee at his neck. It was shown. It was shown where the young man down in Brunswick, Georgia, was shot, hunted down and shot and killed. And so that's the power that they have. Now, the other thing they have to come up with, what's next? What now? What is now we got to do? What's the next phase? So they need to organize and, and and do things with one another as a team. I say start with your teammates and your classmates and come up with ideas that's going to make things better. And, I, you know, I, for instance, on the last call that I talked with my players, I talked about the financial part of this. People listen when you hit their pocketbooks. I tell them in practice, you all are not going to listen to me until I take that scholarship away from you. Then you have some type of ears to listen to. So now you all have to figure it out some type of way to use your 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 power that you have with money. I say African American people in this country are, are are the highest consumers in this country. We're the biggest consumers in this country, and so we can bring justice and we can bring things to our to their needs just by using that power of the power of the money, power that we have in, in money. So things of that sort, I try to explain to them and just try to give them a call. Maybe one person might catch a fire with it and it, and it starts a, a forest fire with things that they need to do to make things right. Because it's not right. It, it hadn't been right. It's been 400 years of slavery. Uh, it's, it's like you, you're driving a boat. And uh, I heard someone say this this morning and the boat when it's in the water you know when the boat is in the water they talk about the weight the weight 
the wake, you can't go too fast in the area when people are sleeping in the wake. So when you ride a boat, you might be gone and you might not even ride the boat anymore, but the water is, is, is ruffling up. And that's what has happened with us over the years with police brutality, uh, educational system, all those types of things have happened with us. And so we've got to make sure that our kids uh, understand the, the, the emergency of making this thing right because it has to get right at some point in time. Absolutely, absolutely. This is the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway on the line with Grady Brewer. He is the head basketball coach of the Morehouse Maroon Tigers. Coach, hold the line up against the break. Ladies and gentlemen, we will continue this conversation. Boy, this is a great one. We will continue this conversation coming up on the other side. Make sure you follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HBCU Report. Also, when we're not here, we're there. There is SportsNewsBrews.com, your official source for sports, black news, political news, and the latest on your favorite craft beers. Hey, hon, what you doing with your phone? Taking pictures? No, I'm asking questions. Like what? Hey, Bobo, do flowers have best friends? I'm sorry, I'm afraid I don't know that. Hey, follow me. I want to show you something. Look, flowers do have best friends. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. If you missed the HBCU Report with Rob Calloway, here's what you missed. On the line with B.J. Jones, the football guru for HBCUGameDay.com. What about moving down? Could that be a possibility? Yeah, I think that might be a possibility for a couple of schools. I think the, even in the meeting yesterday, they hinted at two schools uh, possibly moving down. But the reason that you don't have a lot of people moving down is pride. Right. I mean, for years, how many people have you heard barking at Mississippi Valley State about, hey, you guys might want to consider the FIAC? That's what keeps uh, a lot of schools at the Division One level is pride. You know, no one wants to admit that, you know, maybe we don't have the funds or facilities to do it. You know, we have that can-do attitude. And yes, you should have that. But if you're not getting the funds that you need from the private donations from your alumni and you're bleeding your school dry, at some point you have to be smart. HBCU sports fans, you finally have a voice. This is the HBCU Report with Rob Calloway.
Country Grammar right here on the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway hanging out with you guys Thursday night. Thank you for tuning in to the show, however you may be listening. Uh, before we went to break, uh, we were talking with uh, Grady Brewer, head basketball coach of the Morehouse Maroon Tigers. So, Coach, um, you know, I only have a few questions left for you, man. Uh, my first one being in regards to these high-profile um, high school recruits that have seemingly um, have been – uh, awaken, if you will, uh, due to the things that have transpired over the last few weeks, days, months, what have you. A lot of them uh, looking to take their talents to HBCUs versus those PWIs. Uh, Mikey Williams being one of them, uh, he is the top guy in the 2023 class, and he's talking about HBCUs. And I think right now he has about eight HBCU offers. Uh, a few other kids I've been seeing over the past 24 hours have actually entered the transfer uh, transfer portal, uh, leaving universities like Liberty University in favor uh, uh, of coming to an HBCU. So I got to ask your thoughts, Coach. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, these young kids uh, possibly wanting to come on home? Well, I, I love it. I think it's a great idea. Uh, the kid who uh, – who made the statement, I thought it was a brilliant idea and it's something that they need to look into. You know, these kids now are very, very intelligent. They're very intelligent. They're a little bit more socially uh, involved and in, and in, 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 uh, what's going on in their surroundings. And they see what is happening. And so I think it's, it's a tremendous, tremendous idea if you can get just some of them to attend the HBCU uh, schools. Because here's here's the thing. If you're one and done, you're basically going to college for eight months. And so what Calipari and, and uh, Mike Krzyzewski has figured out, let's take advantage of that eight months that a young man is not going to be able to go to the pros. Let's bring him in one and done. Because initially they were saying they wasn't going to do that. But they have made it uh, uh economic thing for their colleges by bringing those young men in for one and done. So if you're going to go one and done, that's eight months of basketball. If you're a pro, you're a pro coming out of high school. It's just a rule. You can't go, which I think is absurd also. But uh, come to an HBCU, you're going to be surrounded by people you're familiar with. 
uh, HBCUs were invented and 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 was uh, uh, introduced because we were not able to go to the predominantly white universities uh, back in the 70s and the 60s. And so come on home, uh, bring that economic boost that you would bring to a, a Duke or a Kentucky, and, uh, you know, your social will be a lot better uh, here. You, you have a little bit more of uh, people who are concerned, who understand you and your uh, development, because a lot of these kids just need to get development at that age and, and someone to lead them the right way. And so I think it's a great idea. I mean, you go back and you look at Jerry Rice, HBCU, uh, Walter Payton, Hall of Fame, HBCU, Rice, Hall of Fame, HBCU, uh, Earl of Pearl Monroe, Hall of Fame, HBCU, uh, Winston-Salem State, Rice went to Mississippi State. I can go on and on. Claude Humphrey, uh, to play with the Falcons oh, yeah. football. Tennessee State. Uh, HBCU. Um, I mean, I can go on and on. Uh, uh, Willie Lanier, who played with the uh, uh, Kansas City Chiefs. I go basketball. Uh, uh, ben Wallace played for Virginia Union, played with the world champion uh, Detroit Pistons in 204. Uh, so it doesn't matter where you go. It's, it's, it's what's going to nourish you and what you're going to get the most out of. And if you're going to be a one and done, it's a great idea for them to come home and the money is going to follow them, the ESPNs and all the media is going to follow them regardless because they're a great basketball player. And so uh, they make great coaches, great basketball players make great coaches. So I'd be delighted for one of the top 10 or the top guy to come to Morehouse College because it's a win-win situation for us and them. Absolutely, absolutely. He is Grady Brewer, head basketball coach, Morehouse Maroon Tigers coach. Do y'all have a game plan right now in the SIAC? Because I haven't talked to anybody uh, in the past two weeks or so. Uh, is there a game plan as far as, you know, what you all going to do with athletics? Yes. Uh, at this time, uh, the NCAA Division II uh, only is going to allow you to play 22 regular season games, whereas before it was 26. And so we are scheduling our games in basketball for 22 games this year, along with being able to play three exhibition games if we choose to. Uh, like last year, we played Georgia Tech uh, in an exhibition game. And so we can go and do that. Um, so this is going as it's going to go as it did last year, but the games are going to be cut short uh, this season. And so I think they're just going to try to see how school is going to be uh, ran, if, if it's going to be uh, virtual school or kids will be on campus. And uh, so I'm excited about it. I, I, I really think that if school is not going to be right, just make these kids go to school with their own scholarship, make them be students, and let them get the best education that they can in this time right now. Yep, so that's first. either way to me, that's a win-win situation. But uh, right now we're going, to answer your question, we're going as though the season was going to be normal, but the games have been cut to 22 games up for the season. All right. Well, very good. Here's Grady Brewer. Coach, thank you so much, and uh, we look forward to talking to you down the road, man. Appreciate it. And uh, out there, Golden Rule Tigers. All right, great stuff right there from Coach Grady Brewer, head basketball coach, Morehouse Maroon Tigers. 
I'm telling you, if you have not read the article via AJC, all you got to do is go to Google, type in Grady Brewer, AJC, and the article will pop up, man. So shouts out to him. And, uh, you know, it's just it's just good. You know, you have these coaches uh, that that understand, that get it. And, you know, for a, a coach like Coach Brewer, who actually grew up right here in Atlanta, right there on the, on the west side, right there near the AU Center, he gets it. And so, uh, you know, shouts out to Lavelle Moten and shouts out to Coach James Spady down at FAMU and uh, all of the guys that that have actually, um, you know, have let their voice be heard. And, and, and those are not the only ones. I'm just saying those are the ones that I know, that I know personally. But um, a lot of coaches out there have uh, been standing up. And so uh, that's what we need. That's what we need, man. We need um, our leaders, you know, whether it be uh, coaches or preachers or teachers like myself you know we need we need folks to be vocal especially men you know we need our men folk as the old people say we need our men folk so um there it is so salute to everyone uh that has uh been taking a stance and speaking of taking a stance uh shouts out to lebron james i meant to talk about this in the opening segment uh but shouts out to lebron james um you know he's putting together a voting rights group called more than a vote One of his goals is to get African-Americans to make their voices heard by casting ballots. Now, we just voted here in Georgia Tuesday, and it was a travesty. It was a debacle. Some people got there at 7 o'clock or 6.45, so, you know, because the polls opened at 7. They were in line at 9 o'clock. It took two hours to get some of these machines online. And so, uh, yeah, the, the voting process is not that great right now. Um, again, one of one of the goals uh, through LeBron's uh, more than a vote is to get African-Americans out to vote. We got to get out to vote. Uh, James told the New York Times that it's time for us to finally make a difference. LeBron said the idea came about as a result of protest over George Floyd's death in police custody. Um, also uh, joining the cause is our rising star right here in Atlanta, Trey Young and comedian Kevin Hart. So big shouts out to those guys. Like I said, we need our men folk to stand up. Our African-American men folk, you got to stand up. You got to. Also, shouts out to New York City while we're talking about Black Lives Matter. Uh, shouts out to New York City, man. Uh, they're going to be celebrating Black Lives Matter in a big way, kind of following suit with Washington, D.C. and how they painted the streets uh, and painted Black Lives Matter on the streets. Well, uh, New York is going to co-name and paint five streets across the five boroughs with the motto Black Lives Matter. Shouts out to Mayor de Blasio uh, saying that New York will follow in D.C.'s footsteps, uh, but no timetable has been given as to when the project will begin. We need this in Atlanta. We need this everywhere. Every place that there's a downtown and every, every, you know, in a major city, we need this. Black Lives Matter. And it's a damn shame that we got to put it on the street so people can actually get it. It's unbelievable, but hey, whatever it takes, whatever it takes is what has to be done, right? Whatever it takes is what has to be done. That That is the mantra. That should be the mantra right there. Not sure if anybody said that, you know, they say great minds think alike, and they also say that <laughs> whatever you're thinking, you're not the only one. Yeah, I've heard that too, so there's nothing original, in other words. All right, so uh, that about do it for... Hold on. No, I can't say that about do it. Hey, is everybody good? Producer. Producer man. You good? All hearts and minds clear? Well, if all hearts and minds are clear, that'll do it for another edition of the HBCU Report. 
You know, I'd like to thank our guest, uh, Grady Brewer, the head basketball coach of the Morehouse Maroon Tigers. I'd also like to thank you, the listener, because without you, there would be no HBCU report. Don't forget, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend that the HBCU report is live three days a week, Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday mornings. Be sure to follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HBCU Report. Don't forget our official content partner, sportsnewsandbrews.com. When we're not here, we're there. There is sportsnewsandbrews.com, your official source for sports, black news, political news, and the latest on your favorite craft beers. Just remember, tomorrow's not promised, so we've got to be the best version of ourselves every damn day. This is the HBCU Report. I am Rob Calloway. See you guys Saturday morning at 9 via xsquadradio.com. Gone. It's the HBCU Report with Rob Calloway.